Welcome to the Shaman Jessica podcast, where I share all about my work as a shaman. These episodes are purely based on my personal experience and opinions, and never a substitute for any medical advice. Let's begin our journey. Greetings, girl, and welcome to my world of Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I just had a super refreshing dip in the ocean. And yesterday I talked about martyrdom on Instagram live because I got a question about the subject. The question that I received is from Nadine and she asked me, can you elaborate on what martyrdom means in client work? I feel it resonates with me. I've never felt safe in my body and always had issues that quote unquote didn't feel like mine. And in school as a teenager, a guy called me a martyr. And it was a sentence that always stayed with me, but I was never able to put sense to it. And that actually made me realize, and this is why I appreciate all of your questions and input so much, that this is a word that I use a lot when talking about my work and talking about journeys. And there's actually so much behind this that it's actually really helpful for me to think about some more, but also for you of course, because it might be something that you recognize going on within yourself, but definitely in your environment and your relationships. And, you know, martyrdom sounds like such a dramatic term. We know this word probably from school or from Bible study for some of you. It kind of makes you think of Saint Sebastian or maybe even the story of Jesus. And I will say that when I do a shamanic journey for a client and that person is caught up in a dynamic of martyrdom, it will often look quite dramatic. Like the person is, for example, literally tied up or um, it is symbolized or shown in the journey uh, and in some other way relevant to what caused this martyrdom with a client. And it is actually not referring necessarily to icons or history And it's not so much a personality trait or an event. Um, I see this very much as a dynamic in relationships that can in some cases become um, integrated and internalized. And this is quite risky. So very important um, to think about consciously and to shine some light on. So I see this dynamic all the time in clients Um, in journeys and especially in parent-child relationships and very much with jobs as well. So, you know, this dynamic, where do we see it? It's something that has started with a reversal. So to help you understand this concept a little bit better and how martyrdom can actually lead to uh, siphoning off of your energy and in some cases attachments Uh, of or infringements from negative energies, entities, it's really important to understand where this originally comes from. So, of course, broadly speaking, this type of dynamic should be around since humans have been around. But the reversal is another concept that I mention when it comes to the Essenes and the history of this work. And this was such an important moment in history where martyrdom was very strongly 
forced onto or introduced into the collective. So super quick recap. And if you're interested in the historical side of things, then definitely go listen to my podcast episode about the reversal. I think it's the third episode. Um, Very short and sweet synopsis is in the first century and up to that time for many, many generations, the Essenes were living in a very communal way in which they dedicated their lives to source and the divine. They were not only practicing shamanism, but in general, really masters at working with their own consciousness. And because of their strong connection and devotion to source, they did not need any suppressor or ruler, but they were a community that was able to regulate themselves uh, perfectly. So the Roman Empire was looking at this. Uh, not only could they not afford to have, to have all of these little sort of religious cults and communities that were not adhering to the Roman Empire, because the Essenes at that time were looking at the Roman Empire with all of their know hedonism and incestuous gods and all of that stuff um, with disapproval to say the least so at the same time the roman empire or um, you know constantine at that time was looking for a faith a religion that was just one religion that the whole roman empire could practice that would help him to keep the state under control because it was such a vast empire at that time. So what they did was they infiltrated the Essenes, they took their practices, their faith, and copied that. But the most important parts of that faith, which really comes down to, you know, celebration of female life force generative energy was turned upside down as well as the most important really pillars of Essene life, which were sovereignty and individualism and empowerment. These did not serve the Roman Empire's agenda for control. So these were replaced and you can see this, you know, quite literally almost copy pasted when you look at the New Testament, replaced by um, beliefs or practices that were propagated like turn the other cheek love thy enemy very anti-essene anti-life force anti-sovereignty so what this created or led to was not only you know 1500 years of darkness with the middle ages but a very you know deep slump in human consciousness where people were taught to really bind themselves to their suppressor. So whether that is the state, their country, their job, their parent, their partner, people were taught to love that suppression and told that that was a good thing. What I find really fascinating, you know, as an art history student is that you see such a lack of creativity for so many, so many hundreds of years. And also the, you know, total demotion of the woman in history. But I digress. The most important thing to take away from this historical context is that there have been efforts from higher up, political efforts, economic efforts, to push martyrdom into your system in many ways. 
And this is why this is so relevant today and relevant for all of us personally, in our families, in our relationships. And that's why the reversal is such a good term for this, because it takes what is good, what is pure, what is right, and reverses it or perverses it, where people are able to be easily controlled. Because martyrdom essentially is all about control, it's about power. And this is where negative entity attachments come in. So before I talk about that, um, let's just visualize two people or at least one person who is the victim, the martyr. And then there is the person who is martyring them. So the controller, this can be a person, but this can also be an institution, even a habit or a job. And what characterizes the victim, the martyr, is that they are missing something. So they are missing being seen, being heard, they are missing safety, they are missing wholeness. So they are in a state of lack. There is something lacking. And this is something that you often see in families. So kind of like the middle child or the youngest child you very often, or at least I very often, see this in mothers. So martyrdom is a very, very big theme in the kind of like post-baby boomer generation, uh, which I find quite fascinating seeing it so much with clients, especially when I uh, journey, for example, for an entire family and I get very deep into the family dynamics. And it's very important to know that martyrdom can sort of flip into becoming a perpetrator seeking control. So what I mean by that is when you are in a state of lack and you have really been conditioned into being a martyr, so whether you are never being seen or heard or taking on everything, all of the pain in the family and frustration so that everyone can feel good, you are taught by a very young age to get your approval through being a victim. So this in more subtle ways plays out the way that we are kind of like groomed and brought up since we were born. You are born into a country where you are kind of like a martyr to the tax system, to the police system, to the educational system, and you have to go through all of these rites of passages uh, adhering to those systems. And we kind of take it for granted. So the, then we become conditioned into chasing those things, that kind of validation. So in the same way, when people get stuck into uh, kind of identifying themselves with being the person who is always lacking, who is always unlucky or sick or being duped by others, that can really much be used as a way to control so this becomes even harder because society is always, you know, siding with the anti-hero, the martyr, the victim. But in very subtle ways, you can kind of catch yourselves, even sometimes in a relationship with your partner, kind of playing the victim or playing into some kind of lack to get what you want. And this is very unhealthy and it sets you up um, for more dangerous scenarios energetically, because you are opening up kind of cracks into your, what should be a perfect um, circuit of energy with source, 
that should be based on sovereignty. So when people are lacking, when they are, say, a martyr, they start to get their validation from their environment in unhealthy ways, basically. And this can be uh, very visible, but it can also be invisible and energetic. So what can happen, for example, is that you are looking to be seen. You are looking for control because you never had it. These darker entities that I often see in, in journeys in my work, they are very attracted to that low vibrational energy and they can give you that power of control and in, at the same time what you give them is the ability to feed off of that low um, kind of yucky manipulative uh, energy so when I talk about soul fragmentation I am usually talking about trauma these can be um, Trauma can occur through big moments, right? So big accidents, uh, a big, you know, form of abuse that happened to you. And what that does is it opens up a, a weak spot in your system where these, um, you know, lower forms of consciousness can attach to the energy of that situation. So... That's why it's so important to always be completely dedicated to, uh, to your own sovereignty. And you have to be super, super sovereign to turn this type of dynamic around. So say that you have gone through life this way uh, and, you know, your other relationships, they keep it in place because they like you um, taking on all of the stuff. They're probably not even conscious about it, about how much you take on and you don't express yourself and you take on all of the heaviness and suffering. Um, there are other dynamics in your life keeping that in place as well. It's really hard to make, break free from. So that is what shamanic journeys are so excellent for because they all of a sudden just restore your connection to source right in your energy field, which means that sovereignty is just a natural state for you from then on, which makes it so much easier to then establish healthy boundaries and uphold your sovereignty which means that your relationships will have to adjust and change but when they do they will just become a reflection of sovereignty so in this sense martyrdom um, can be seen very much as the opera the opposite of sovereignty so that also means because we live in a universe of polarity that sovereignty cannot really exist without martyrdom. So if you have experienced martyrdom, even if you have uh, done this to other people, you've become a perpetrator, and perpetrators are always victims first. That is, uh, you know, a learned um, condition, a learned state to be in, uh, very much because of, you know, survival needs. But it... It, it is really possible to break free from this quite easily, in fact. And that martyrdom will just not feel good to you anymore. And you will start to really establish sovereignty in yourself and every part of your life and your relationships will start to reflect this. So just know that having experienced martyrdom 
is really the thing that allows you to be um, super sovereign in every way and just shine it out. So I hope that this episode has been helpful in explaining what martyrdom is, the forms that it can come in, where it comes from historically, or at least what has exacerbated martyrdom and on such a collective skill, and how you can potentially catch yourself um, doing this and also how you can really break free. Okay guys, I will be back soon and I hope you have a beautiful day. Bye.